Greeny with Mike Greenberg, the podcast. Back and better than ever, Greeny presented by Progressive Insurance. Guests on the Goodyear Hotline. What a day this is to be alive and to love sports. Championship game tonight. Green list is based on that. NFL draft is three weeks away. We're playing baseball and hoops and hockey. And this Thursday starts the best event of the year. It's Masters Monday. Let's go. Here we go. Only one place to start. Only one place to begin, and that is with the national championship game tonight. And I find this fascinating, that after the most unpredictable and abnormal college basketball season in the sports history, for all of the obvious reasons of which you are well aware, we get exactly the right game tonight to decide it. We get the two best teams in college basketball going head-to-head in Gonzaga and Baylor. Gonzaga is a a four-and-a-half-point favorite, and I will say this. It's pretty good. I mean, what more could you have possibly asked for than this when you consider all the times it happened? I remember going back. I'm doing this show October, November, early November, and I was saying, there's no way they can play a college basketball season through this. I'll admit it. I was wrong. And they went through it, and they got it right. And all things considered, it's been a good tournament. We had the upsets. We had the Cinderella's. We had really good teams getting into the Final Four. We had UCLA crashing that party, and they were spectacular. And I will admit it. Finishing off a year in which I was a little bit less into college basketball than usual, I am all in on tonight. Feels big. And I think Jalen Suggs and that shot he hits on Saturday night has a lot to do with it. What a moment. There are those moments in sports that just make everybody stop what they're doing and freak out. And we haven't had a lot of those based upon the pandemic and everything else. It just feels like it's been a while since we had one of those, one of those moments that literally everybody stopped and freaked out. But you had to when Jalen Suggs did this. Seven seconds to go. Six seconds. Juzang in the paint. Fade away. No. Got his own rebound. Slithers to the rim and lays it in. Three seconds to go. We're tied at 90. Here comes Suggs. Long three for the win. Banks it home. Banks it home. Jalen Suggs. A deep banked three to Sten Gonzaga. One step closer to history. That's a really good call on Westwood One there on Saturday night. It just it just is something that brings you in. If Gonzaga wins tonight, that shot lives forever. It lives with Chris Jenkins, it lives with Lorenzo Charles. If they lose, it's in a montage forever. With Bryce Drew and U.S. Reed, great game-winning shots at the end of NCAA tournament games that didn't wind up deciding a championship. But if they win it tonight, then that shot lives forever. So many different ways to look at it. By the way, that really was the shot heard around the world. Brandon, you know it was literally heard around the world. Let's make that Straight Talk brought to you by Straight Talk Wireless. Here it is in Spanish. That's outstanding. Hashtag Bubba, who actually many not, people don't know, works as a translator for the UN um, and, and is a, a, a master of multiple languages. Uh, that is the Spanish language call. That is outstanding. Now, I'm told we also have the Russian language call. Do I have that right, Bubba? 
We sure do. Okay, and so I'd like you, if you would, to listen to this closely, because I do speak Spanish, so I could have interpreted that one, but I don't speak Russian. Right. So let's see if you would, if you would be so kind as to listen closely to this and then tell us what it is they said. That's the that's the Russian call. Uh, hashtag Bubba. What what can you tell me about that? Well, it definitely ended on a uh, a yes, <laughs> um, and I believe the the rest of it was basically Jalen Suggs did not call bank. The the one thing that's well played. The one thing I never heard was that was the words Jalen Suggs. Uh, right? Did anyone like you would think those would be the words, the two words you'd be able to identify? I think they snuck it in there. Did they sneak in Jalen Suggs? Did, did, did everyone feel like they heard Jalen? Let's listen to that one more time. I want to hear, just I'll stop it when I hear the words Jalen or Suggs. But you thought you heard Suggs? It's yeah, just Suggs. Right it's just Suggs. No, You're right. I guess it was Suggs. Okay, fair Jaylen enough. Suggs. Fair enough. I'm I got it. I'm the translator it. here. I know what I heard. That is well done. Again, once again, Bubba, uh, a master of multiple languages, uh, has actually written several books and done the uh, the Russian translation up for them by himself. Straight Talk Wireless, no contract, no compromise. So we get ourselves this game tonight. And I'm excited for it. You got Baylor, you got Gonzaga, you got the two best teams in the country. And again, that shot, I think, brings a level of juice to the entire thing that maybe it had previously been missing. And I just want to give one quick aside, if I may. And I hate to dim the fun with this, but it fits together. So I wanted to mention it here. That while these kids are playing this thing, while it was on the telecast on ESPN last night that the Stanford women spent 60 consecutive days away from home to play their season. Did you see that? Right at the beginning of the day of the game. They say the Stanford women, basically because of the, the coronavirus protocols in the state of California, literally spent two months without sleeping in their own beds. So while all of that is being done in the name of recouping all of the money the NCAA lost last year, I came across this headline yesterday. In an Associated Press survey of Division I athletic directors, nearly 73% said allowing athletes to be compensated for their name, image, and likeness likeness, will decrease the number of schools that have a chance to be competitive in college sports. End quote. And I would merely ask, isn't that the worst reason you've ever heard to deprive a group of people from doing anything? Literally anything. First of all, The same five teams are in the college football playoff every damn year. I can tell you right now, in January, it's going to be Alabama, Clemson, Ohio State, and then one of the following, Notre Dame, Georgia, and Oklahoma. How much less competitive can it possibly get? So you're not going to let the offensive linemen go sign autographs at a local car dealership for a 1000 bucks a piece because you're worried it's going to impact competitive balance? Get out of here with that. They should be ashamed of themselves, these people. The goal is just astonishing to me. The lengths they will go and the rationalizations they will use to try and keep these paying these kids any money from letting them get anything are genuinely at some point it becomes insulting. Insulting. But I don't want to get too far from the fun here because when I came back to doing this show, I said I want to lead with the fun. This show is about enjoying the games. We've got a great game tonight. We're going to enjoy it. We had an unbelievable game 
last night. Congratulations to the women from Stanford. Did you watch the two games they played this weekend? The Friday night game was unbelievable, and then last night was just as good. And they become the first team ever, men's or women's, to win the championship by winning both games in the Final Four by one point. They win two games to win the title in one weekend in San Antonio by a combined total of two points. You can't ask for better than that. The drama was unreal last night. Let's hope we get something approaching that tonight. we got a good-looking game, Gonzaga and Baylor. And again, if you had asked me a month ago how excited do you think you'll be for the championship game, I would have said, yeah, I'll I'll watch it. It's the championship game. I've got juice. I've got juice for this game now, and I really think that shot the other night has a lot to do with it. I am Greedy. I'm presented by Progressive's Home Insurance. Get your quote at Progressive.com today, and I am just getting rolling here. Coming up next, because this dovetails off of a lengthy conversation we had on television this morning. It's as simple as this. I am going to tell you exactly which quarterback in this year's draft class will be a huge success and which one will be a bust definitively next greening on espn radio this show is sponsored by better help we all carry around different stressors i do you do we all do big small and when we keep them bottled up as i sometimes have had happen in the past it can start to affect us negatively therapy is a safe space to get things off your chest, and to figure out how to work through whatever's weighing you down. It's helpful for learning positive coping skills and how to set boundaries. It empowers you to be the best version of yourself. It isn't just for those who have experienced major trauma. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash Greeny today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash Greeny, G-R-E-E-N-Y. Brainstorm, what is something that works so well that it's basically magic? Air conditioning, noise-canceling headphones, meeting-free Fridays. What about selling with Shopify? (coughs) Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage, Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're auctioning autographed apparel or selling sleek skis, Shopify helps you sell everywhere. From their all-in-one e-commerce platform to their in-person POS system, wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify has got you covered. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout, up to 36% better compared to all other leading commerce platforms and sell more with less effort thanks to shopify magic your ai powered all-star shopify powers 10 percent of all e-commerce in the u.s and shopify is the global force behind Allbirds, rothy's and brooklinen and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries plus shopify's extensive help resources are there to support your success every step of the way because businesses that grow grow with shopify sign up for a one dollar per month trial period at shopify.com com slash greenie all lowercase go to shopify.com slash greenie now to grow your business no matter what stage you're in shopify.com slash greenie
Greeny, the podcast. All right, rolling along, Greeny, with you, presented by Progressive Insurance. My buddy Orlowski will join me live a little over an hour from now on the Goodyear Hotline. And in exactly 30 seconds, I will tell you which quarterback is going to succeed from this year's draft class and which one is going to fail. That's in 30 seconds after this word from ZipRecruiter. If you're a business owner who's hiring, it can feel like trying to find a needle in a haystack. But when you post a job on ZipRecruiter, their matching technology finds these qualified candidates for you and invites them to apply. In fact, four out of five employers who post on ZipRecruiter get a quality candidate within the first day. So while other companies give you too many options, ZipRecruiter finds you the needle in the haystack. And right now, you can try ZipRecruiter for free at this web address, ZipRecruiter.com slash Greeny. That's ZipRecruiter.com slash G-R-E-E-N-Y. All right, quarterback success and failure. You know that I'm hosting the. I hope that you know that I'm hosting the draft for ESPN this year in three and a half weeks. I, I, I don't know that I've ever been more excited about anything in my entire professional life. And I've been doing an enormous amount of digging into all of these players and prospects. And so I can tell you that you know about five quarterbacks in this draft because they're all anybody talks about. And uh, in, in whatever order they wind up going, I think the expectation right now is the order they will go in is that Trevor Lawrence will go off the board first and then Zach Wilson And then I continue to believe San Francisco is going to take Trey Lance from North Dakota State, but everyone else is telling me they're going to take Mac Jones. One way or another, those two guys plus Justin Fields equal the first five quarterbacks, and they're all going to go in the first half of the first round. And there are other good players to come out. I was just watching tape of Kellen Mann, who was the quarterback from Texas A&M. I was just watching that yesterday. That guy's got unbelievable talent. And there's Kyle Trask from Florida. And there's Davis Mills from Stanford. And there are other names that you may not know so carefully or not know so intimately. But here is what I'm going to tell you, okay? If you look at the success, let's just use two quarterbacks from the same draft class of a couple of years ago, Josh Allen and Sam Darnold. Josh Allen was a player who was drafted with several question marks. There were question marks about what he could and couldn't do. He had enormous physical talent, big, strong, physical, runs with the ball extraordinarily well. Questions about his ability with accuracy, questions about his ability to read defenses and and play sort of um, above the X's and O's, if you will, intellectually. Sam Darnold came in, inexperienced, uh, had left two years of college on the table, and was interception-prone, turnover-prone. Those were the questions, but clearly the talent was there, unbelievable arm talent, magical sloppiness, as Dan Orlovsky likes to call it, um, and clearly has all of the, the, the physical attributes necessary, but needs a great, de- a great deal of fine-tuning. What that basically tells you, and this is true of all of the quarterbacks in this class this year, it is true of Mac Jones, it is true of Justin Fields, it is true of Trevor Lawrence, is that all of them have strengths and weaknesses, Because all of them are human beings, and all people have strengths and weaknesses. And so the quarterbacks who are going to succeed are the ones who wind up in situations where they are developed properly. That's an expression that you will hear used all the time. What does that mean? It means taking a quarterback, looking at his skill set, emphasizing what he does well, de-emphasizing the things he struggles with, and developing those to where they are at least good enough for him to succeed. That is called developing a quarterback. Look what the Buffalo Bills have done with Josh Allen. They took a player about whom there were any number of question marks, and they've turned him into a guy who looks like he's going to be an MVP candidate for the next 10 years consecutively. 
Why? Because when he first came in, they emphasized the things he did well. They emphasized his strengths. They de-emphasized his weaknesses. And slowly but surely, they started adding more pieces to it. And then when he was clear he was ready to take the next jump with his outstanding coaching, they went out and they got him an unbelievable player to play with, Stefan Diggs, one of the top five receivers in the National Football League who was an MVP candidate this year because of what he did for Josh Allen. That is an organizational success from top to bottom. Now look what the Jets did with Sam Darnold. The Jets bring in Sam Darnold and started him immediately, just threw him to the wolves, just get him out there. They had Teddy Bridgewater sitting there. They had Bridgewater. Remember, Bridgewater was on that team. They could have let Darnold sort of work his way in slowly. He's a guy who barely played in college. He was 21 years old when he was in that draft. They couldn't wait to get him out there on the field. They threw him out there immediately. And then when things started going badly around him, they left him out there. And then they tanked a season with him on the roster. They decided that they weren't going anywhere, and they absolutely got rid of everybody on that team who could play. Literally everybody on that team who had ever seen a football game before, the Jets got rid of. And they left him out there to do it by himself. Take the mono out of it. Take all that stuff out of it. They gave him no chance to succeed. And with a terrible team, with terrible defense and terrible weapons, what does that do? That puts him in a position where all the things he was struggling with are emphasized. He's always playing from behind. He's always desperate. What's he going to do? He's going to throw a lot more passes than you want a young kid doing. You are emphasizing his weaknesses and not taking advantage in any way of his strengths. I've never seen Sam Darnold run. Never. Sam Darnold runs extraordinarily well. He's fast. He's athletic. He's quick. He can make plays with his legs. The Jets never utilize that ever. So the Jets absolutely never emphasized the things that were good about him, and they de-emphasized those. And they emphasized, they played into his weaknesses. And that is an organizational failure, total failure. And as a consequence, Sam Darnold, I'm about to use air quotes, is a bust, and Josh Allen is a superstar. And so what I'm here to tell you is, the quarterbacks in this draft who are going to succeed are the ones who are put into situations where their teams, their coaching, the management, the talent around them, and all of that plays to what they do well because all of them have strengths and all of them have weaknesses. And so you develop these quarterbacks right. I'm here to tell you all five of them could turn into great players. Absolutely. You don't get to be where they are if you're not great. Every one of them has enormous strengths. If you watch Justin Fields, he's spectacular. He has some things that are weaknesses. De-emphasize those. Let him grow. Let him learn through that. You're throwing them out there week one. We draft these guys now, and you're throwing them out there week one. Even though the conventional wisdom in the NFL for 95 of their 100 years was a quarterback's not ready to play immediately. But now, because we have a rookie salary cap, and you got to try and get everything you can out of these guys while they're on their rookie contract, we're throwing them out there. So throw them out there and let them do the things he does well. And keep him from doing the things he struggles with. Mac Jones, you, the, the weaknesses couldn't be more evident. So if, if Mac Jones gets drafted by a team and sa- that says we're going to run the run-pass option, we're going to go RPO, and we're going to bring in Mac Jones, he's going to fail. And if you put him in Kyle Shanahan's offense, where Kirk Cousins had great years and Matt Ryan had great years, he's got a damn good shot to succeed. And the same can be said of Trevor Lawrence, and the same can be said of Zach Wilson, and the same can be said of all of these guys. So how these guys turn out in the NFL is going to have a lot less to do with them than it has to do with where they go and how it is handled. And that is the reality of all quarterbacks.
I have been saying to you forever, far more young quarterbacks in the NFL are ruined than are developed. And I'm here to promise you, of those five guys, at least two of them will be ruined. At least two of them will be ruined. Because they'll wind up in places where they have hard-headed coaches who insist on, on trying to take that, that player, who obviously has some talent, but is a square peg, and try and jam him into a round hole. Case in point, Chicago. Look at Mitch Trubisky. Mitch Trubisky and Josh Allen are separated at birth in terms of skill set. They came into the league with exactly the same strengths. They both do the same stuff. Trubisky's big, fast, strong, runs, does all that stuff. Had some weaknesses needed to be developed. They went out and got a quarterback who insists he's running Andy Reid's offense, no matter what. I don't care who the quarterback is, I'm running Andy Reid's offense. Because I grew up under him, I learned from him, and I'm a genius, and I'm going to run that offense because that's what works. And I understand that to some degree. All these guys dream of someday being head coaches in the NFL. And when they do, they say to themselves, all my life I've dreamt about being a coach in the NFL, and this is how I've always dreamt I'm going to do it. But when you get there, you realize the successful ones take advantage of what they have on their roster and de-emphasize their weaknesses. And instead, they turn Mitch Trubisky into a square peg, and they tried to jam him into a round hole. And you know where he is now? Buffalo. Where they got it right with Josh Allen, and where you know what? Mitchell Trubisky could absolutely revive his entire career. And if he had been drafted by the Bills, and he had been playing in that offense all this time, we'd be having an entirely different conversation about Mitch Trubisky. You think he couldn't play at all? You think Mitch Trubisky was the second pick in the NFL draft because he's never seen a football game before because he doesn't have the physical talent to do it and all the rest of that? He's just been in the wrong offense the whole time. And he hasn't had people who believed in him. And if you don't think that somehow subconsciously you pick that up along the way, you're out of your mind. So that's the answer to the question. That's who's going to succeed. If Mac Jones is drafted by Kyle Shanahan, he's going to succeed. Lock because he's going to be asked to do the things he does well and not asked to do the things he doesn't. And the Jets are going to bring in Zach Wilson. I'm a, I have never seen Zach Wilson play a snap of football in my life. I'm watching film. But if there's one thing I figured out is that as I sit here and watch tape on all these guys on YouTube, you would think every one of them was the greatest player in the history of college football because you could put together a four-minute tape that makes every one of these guys look like they're Joe Montana. So Zach Wilson has strengths and weaknesses. Justin Fields has strengths and weaknesses, whatever they are. If they go into a situation where those where they are developed properly, they will succeed. And far more often than not, they aren't. And that is why 42%, 42% of first-round quarterbacks go on to sign a second contract with the team that drafted them. Think about that. Less than half of these guys get a second contract with their team. You think it's because they were bad? Was it because this player is bad? He's a bad football player. You watch these quarterbacks. He was bad. These guys aren't bad. They're being used in the wrong way. That is what goes on in the NFL, and so that's who will succeed. The quarterbacks who are used properly are the ones who will go on to succeed. Greeny with you on ESPN Radio. Let me get you the fascinating stats here um, because I like this one. Shohei Otani. Shohei Otani last night, our fascinating stat, which is brought to you by DraftKings, America's top-rated daily fantasy app. Shohei Otani last night threw the fastest pitch and hit the hardest-hit home run of the entire baseball season. He did both of those things. Fascinating, yes? Fascinating. This is the player that we've all been waiting to see, and this is hopefully the moment that we're finally going to get to see it. 
But Otani last night threw a pitch 100.6 miles an hour and hit a home run that had an exit velocity of 115.2 miles per hour. Both of those are the fastest of the major league season. So he is both the hardest thrower and the hardest hitter in baseball, at least in those moments. And boy, if he could cling to that, if he could just stay healthy. And if you saw it last night, he got taken out at the plate and he looked like he was seriously hurt. Uh, The good news is it appears that he isn't and it should be okay. But one way or another, that was what we saw last night. Um, So Otani with our fascinating stat brought to you by DraftKings, America's top-rated daily fantasy app. I have been droning here, and so let me bring some of the crew in. I don't have Hembo today, and Nuno was sitting over here in my studio. So let me bring hashtag Bubba back into this conversation. Bubba, what are your thoughts on the situation that I just ran through on the NFL with these quarterbacks? Do you agree or disagree with my overarching take that this has a lot less to do with how good, just in a vacuum, how good these players are right now than it has to do with how good the situation they wind up in is? Yeah, I'm going to have to agree with you on that one, bro. (laughs) See, now this is why I regret doing that. So I was looking for some sort of spot on in-depth. And now let me me get Devin in here. Devin, who has his full name back because his takes are just ridiculous. He has his full name back at one point. He's back to Devin? Are you sure? I think he's back to Devin. I, I think he earned back the E and the D. I'm not sure. We originally took away his hashtag. Either way, one way or the other, what are your thoughts on this, Devin, right now? What are your thoughts on these quarterbacks coming into the NFL and which ones will succeed and which ones will fail? I agree with you. I mean, I'm a Giants fan, and you could kind of make the same case with Daniel Jones this year. He's finally got some weapons, so, you know, it's kind of make or break for him as well this year. Daniel Jones is a really interesting one. I'm not sure where to put him into this because it's never been exact. This is going to sound much worse than I mean it. I'm not exactly sure what his strengths are, which is to say, what exactly is he best suited to do? When you watch him play, you realize he's a lot more athletic than you thought. Like, that that wasn't the read on him coming in from college. Now, I want to make it clear. I knew Daniel Jones in college, and anyone who went to Northwestern knew Daniel Jones in college. Because if you had only watched him play against Northwestern, you would have thought he should have been the number one pick in the draft. He annihilated Northwestern both times they played against him, and he, the, Northwestern had, had and has a very good defense. So I was a Daniel Jones fan coming into the draft. But I don't think I realized that his his strengths involved his speed and his ability to run quite as much. And we'll see. I think this is a make or break year for him, and we will see how it works. And I'll be interested to see exactly what the offense looks like. It, it feels a little bit like their decisions all feel somewhat reactive to me as opposed to proactive. We need a lineman. Take that one. We need a receiver. Get the expensive one. Uh, we, we took a running back. Th- their decisions feel very reactive rather than proactive to me. It doesn't feel Again, I'd love to be wrong about this for the sake of all of my Giant fan friends. It doesn't feel like there is a plan. There is a blueprint. We're getting players to fit this and that and exactly what they do. It feels a little bit different from that to me. We'll see how it turns out. You know, an interesting way of looking at this, Bubba, would be Dak Prescott. Dak Prescott is a great example of how when you come in, Dak Prescott, I remember Dak Prescott in college vividly. In Mississippi State, at one point, they were number one in the country. Right. And I'm here to tell you nobody nobody and anyone who tells you otherwise is lying to you thought that guy was going to be an NFL starting quarterback. Oh, I did. And you can know you can prove it by where he was drafted. And you were sitting there with your Tony Romo jersey every single day running the board on Mike and Mike. Yeah, great guy. Telling me how the Cowboys were going to win the Super Bowl with Romo at quarterback. And then he goes down and you figure they're done. And then Prescott plays great in the preseason. And everyone started getting excited, but it was just the preseason. And then he had an unbelievable Well, then our backup year. got hurt. He went, that's the thing. Dak wasn't even supposed to play. Right. 
Then he played because whoever the backup got broke his foot. Um, the quarterback coach got broke his foot, and then he played. So he wasn't even supposed to play after Romo got hurt. And, and so that's the point, is that he winds up in exactly the right situation. No, as I said, talent. I agree with you, bro. Okay, well, fair enough. I'm, I'm appreciative of that, and that feels good to me. Greeny with you here on ESPN Radio. Orlovsky will join me as we continue a little bit later, and we'll talk further about this. Uh, meanwhile, I insist that we talk about, what should I use for I insist? I don't have an I insist sound, but I, I'd like to have a little something to break it up here. Let's do this. I need you to listen carefully. I just want you to know. All right, here's something I just want you to know. I, I, I get more excited for no event than I do for the Masters. The Masters is my favorite sporting event, and it's, it is this week. For me, it is an entire week. Monday at the Masters is a great day, I think, as all the players start to arrive and you start to see all the shots coming out of there and you first get to see all your view of the azaleas and everything else. Nothing could be more spectacular and beautiful. And then Tuesday night you have the Champions Dinner and Wednesday there's usually the Par 3 contest. And then obviously the tournament begins this weekend. And obviously there will be no Tiger Woods which is a terrible loss for the sport and a terrible loss for all of us who love the sport because he provides a lot of thrills. He brings a lot of people into the tent. And two years ago this week, he authored maybe one of the five or six greatest sporting weekends that you've ever had in your entire life, whether you love the sport or not. Nothing can equal that. There is no one in that sport who could even begin to challenge or to, to approach the level of interest that Tiger Woods brings in the sport. I do, however, think the renaissance of Jordan Spieth is the closest they can get. I think that's as close as they can get. Jordan Spieth, I think, is a young player that, that the audiences in America kind of gravitated to. When he came on the scene as good as he was, as young as he was, and as much as it looked like he was about to become the best player in the world, and you look at the way that guy has played or had played at that point in majors when he won the, U, the, the Masters that year and he wins the U.S. Open that year, and then... He looks like he's going to win the British and the PGA. He was right there to win all four and then circle it around. And he's got a a huge lead at the Masters on Sunday before it all went in the drink, literally and figuratively, on 12 for him on Sunday. And everything kind of got sideways on him and hasn't really ever been the same since, despite that one weekend that he played great at the British Open. I think Jordan Spieth is someone who can bring some people into it this weekend. Are you more interested in it because Jordan Spieth is playing well? He finally got off the schneid with a win this past weekend in San Antonio at the Valero. And so he is right now the second favorite on the board. You could have gotten 60 to 1 a few months ago on Jordan Spieth to win the Masters. He's now 10 to 1 behind only Dustin Johnson. Dustin Johnson is 9 to 1. Spieth and Justin Thomas are 10 to 1. DeChambeau is 11 to 1. Rahm is 12 to 1. Rory McIlroy, who was a mess, is 14 to 1. Roy Mac- I can tell you right now who isn't winning the Masters. Roy McIlroy is not winning the Masters. Roy McIlroy has fallen into the trap. What's the expression? He took the cheese, don't take the cheese. He has watched Bryson DeChambeau sort of change a, a little bit of the way the sport has gone, and McIlroy has gone all after trying to gain yardage, gain length, and that's the worst thing you can do. Roy McIlroy has one of the great games in the history of the sport, and he's ruining it himself by trying to chase DeChambeau. Just don't do that. Just continue to play. But right now, he's an absolute mess, mentally and otherwise. Here's the thing that you have working against Spieth. Only four times has the winner won the previous week, which is say he wins this week and then goes right to Augusta looking to win back-to-back weeks with the second one being the Masters. That's only happened four times in the history of the event. 
It's only happened once recently. That was Phil. Phil did it in 2006. Sandy Lyle did it in the 70s. And they're the only ones of the modern era. You've got to go back to the 50s and the 30s for the last time it happened. So I would not expect to see that. At least history says that is not the right situation for him to be in. All right, Greeny with you. I've been going on and on. It is now time for your Hot Takes. It's a Monday staple with us here. Your Hot Takes. I'm looking for you to give me a call here at 888-SAY-ESPN. 888-729-3776 is my phone number. I'm looking to hear from you at that number with your Hot Takes on the weekend. As you saw, all these things coming out of the weekend. It was a jam-packed weekend. We have a big week ahead of us. What are your hottest takes? If you can get past Bubba, you can get to me and get on the air. Hot Takes are coming up next here after this word from 303 Products. Have you ever seen a vehicle at a stoplight or parking lot that just seems to stand out because of its deep mirror-like paint? You're probably thinking you don't have the money or the time to spend to do that to your own vehicle. But you know what? Think again. New 303 Graphene Nano Spray Coating is a revolutionary new product that provides that same level of protection and shine that you get from professional detail, but can be done yourself in your own garage. You just spray it on, you let it haze, you buff it off. It's that simple. You'll have up to a year of paint protection in addition to that jaw-dropping depth and gloss that will have others admiring your ride on its next drive. It helps repel dust and reduces water spotting to keep it looking cleaner between washes. You can also use it on your car's glass and wheels and trim as well. It's now available at Advance Auto Parts and Pep Boys locations nationwide, where you can learn more by visiting 303radio.com. Back with your calls in just a moment. Greeny on ESPN Radio. Shopping for Mother's Day is usually a challenge because you wait until the last minute, but Macy's Gift Finder makes it incredibly fast and easy to find the right gift just in time for Mother's Day. Whether you're shopping for your sister's first Mother's Day or your fashionista mom who loves to make a statement, Macy's Gift Finder has so many great gift ideas that you can easily pick out something special to celebrate them both. You can shop by price, anywhere from 25 bucks and under to 100 bucks and under. You can also sort by category like fragrance, handbags, and more, or gift lists like for the mom who has everything, pre-wrapped gifts or gifts for grandma. Find top brands like Studio Pro Model Beats headphones, Polaroid cameras, and Samsung smart TVs. So what are you waiting for? Mother's Day is May 12th. It'll be here before you know it. Macy's has the perfect gift guide to make picking something for mom easy this year. Head to Macy's.com slash gift finder today. That's Macy's.com slash gift finder. For the ones who get it done, Granger offers high-quality supplies and solutions for every industry, as well as access to product specialists who have the knowledge and experience to answer your toughest questions. Plus, their commitment to being your safety partner can help you keep your facility safe and your people safer. Call clickgranger.com or just stop by. Greeny, the podcast. Greeny with you on ESPN Radio, and the hot takes today are brought to you by 303 Products, premium protectants and cleaners. Keep your car looking like new longer with 303 Products, and today's hot takes delightfully come from you. 888-SAY-ESPN is my phone number, 888-729-3776. Coming off a busy weekend, heading into a jam-packed sports week, the hot takes come from you this morning. Hashtag Bubba, who was our first caller? Yeah, first up we have Alex. All right, Alex, give me a hot take, Alex. Hey, Greeny. The championships this year have been kind of boring. I mean, the college football championship, blowout, Super Bowl, blowout. Uh, Coming into the men's tournament, there's been a few good games, 
Uh, a couple good storylines, but the women's tournament, I think, has absolutely amazed and held up every game, every round, excellent games. I think they outdid the men this year. Well, there's no question that for, for pure competitiveness and all the rest of that, the women's tournament this year was way better than the men. You just think back to this past week. You had in a five-day what, – what night was UConn-Baylor? Monday, two, whatever night that game was. You had that game, which was unbelievable. That comes down to a, a disputed – nothing better can happen in terms of general interest than a, a disputed call or no call at the end of a game. It leaves everybody talking and wondering, and it was a thrilling finish between two outstanding teams. And then you go into the Final Four – and all the games are awesome. Arizona beating UConn, which I think was a big surprise to a lot of people. He kept waiting and waiting and waiting for Geno's team, and it never happened. So Arizona makes it in there as something of a surprise. The Stanford game against South Carolina tonight was unbelievable. A putback at the end that doesn't go. And then last night, it's, it's another thriller with a shot in the air that would have changed the outcome at the very end. So, yes, in terms of the competitiveness of the games, there's been no competition uh, the women's games have been better than the men's, but the, but the Saturday night, the men's, the second men's game was obviously phenomenal with Gonzaga and UCLA. And, and I think it brings a little juice to tonight. So I opened the show today by saying I'm ex- more excited for the game tonight than I expected myself to be. I think they're clearly the two best teams and let's see what happens. Gonzaga Baylor Greeny on ESPN radio. Bubba, who's next? Let's go to Josh. All right, Josh, give me a hot take. All right. So, I'm going to reverse your point about quarterbacks a little bit and say that Trevor Lawrence has been playing in a pretty spot all his career with every player on his team being better than every other player on the other team, and there's no guarantee he's going to come in and be any good in the NFL. So there's a lot to unpack there. I appreciate the heat of the take. First and foremost, the last thing you said, I totally agree with. There's no guarantee of anything. We've seen plenty of first number one overall quarterbacks come in and not succeed. So of that, there is no question. He's walking into an interesting situation. Jacksonville, they were one in fifteen last year. I think Urban Meyer is a great football coach, but he's never coached in the NFL, so or as a head coach anyway. So I, I, there were obviously question marks. As far as the previous thing you said about always having better talent, I will have Orlovsky live in about forty minutes. He would tell you that the last year or two that was not true particularly on the offensive end. They had a ton of defensive players who got drafted high over the last few years. Not that many offensive players. Now, this past year, they had Travis Etienne, who was a, a dynamic, outstanding running back, who I think is going to be a late first-round pick. They have a, a receiver named Amari Rogers, who will get drafted somewhere. I, I've, seen him, I've seen him projected as high as like late second round and as low as like fourth round. But there are people who will debate whether he really had spectacular offensive talent around him this year. So while I appreciate the the heat of the take, I'm not 100% sure most people would think that you were right. Either way, I appreciate the call. Greeny on ESPN Radio. Bubba, who's next? We've got Ryan. Ryan, we got you ready to go here. Give me a hot take, Ryan. Hey, thanks for taking the call. My hot take is Suggs' uh, shot at the end of the game and Baylor game was awesome. But a lot of people are saying it's one of the greatest – Endings to a game in recent history, but I would say the 2016 finals between North Carolina, where Marcus Page hit that ridiculous double clutch in the air three pointer to tie the game, and Villanova walks right down the field and hits or the court and hits it with Chris Jenkins yep. to win the game. Th- that's number one. Oh, I agree with you completely. I mean, th- that first of all, I opened the show. I don't know if you're with me when I said it, but depending on what happens tonight, that shot by Suggs on Saturday night either 
goes down with the Chris Jenkins and the Low Charleses of the world, or it goes with the Bryce Drews and the U.S. Reeds of the world. Just another great buzzer beater to win a tournament game, but it's got to lead to a championship. So the first thing that separates those is that this led to a championship. It was that you know this was not the championship game as Chris Jenkins was. I'll, I'll give you that. But Chris Jenkins is the bigger play. But that was pretty special on Saturday night, and it was an unbelievable game. And the magnitude of the game, the undefeated season, UCLA beating an eleven, being an eleven seed, that was a special night. Special night. I'm not taking anything away from it. It was a special night. Bye-bye. I got time for one more. Who we got? Yeah, we got Brady. All right, Brady. The pressure is on. Give me a hot take. Hey, Greeny. Uh, I do not think Jordan is going to win the Masters this week. I think whoever wins the Masters this week, I think it's going to be their first major win, and I think it's going to be one of three players. I think it's going to be either Xander Shoffley, Matt Kuchar, or Lee Westwood. Well, look, Westwood has been so good this year. I love the call. I love the take. Thank you. Um, Shoffley, we're all just waiting for him. Shoffley, one of these days, is going to win a major. He obviously has the game to do it. Um, who else did he say? Kuchar. I, I, we'll see about Kuchar. Westwood is a fascinating one because he always manages to just be one shot away in these majors. And if you saw him at, at, at the players a couple of weeks ago, he was spectacular there, and he was spectacular at Arnold's tournament where he loses by one shot to DeChambeau. So I expect Westwood to play well this weekend with his girlfriend on the bag, which is fun to watch. Although I know he went to his brother. I'm not sure who's caddying for him this weekend. Scratch that. But I like the pick of Westwood. I don't expect him to win, but I do expect him to finish top five. I am picking Spieth, and I'm rooting for him. Orlovsky is on the way. Stay close on ESPN Radio. Thanks for listening to Greeny, the podcast. You can check out Greeny live weekdays at noon Eastern on ESPN Radio and on ESPN+. Plus. Also, don't miss Greeny on Get Up, weekday mornings at 8 Eastern on ESPN. This is Greeny, the podcast.